Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. So be sure to pick up a nice cool Pepsi to enjoy while you watch Giants football. And don't forget, check out madeforfootballwatching.com for the latest football watching content exclusively from Pepsi. are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you on Monday, October 19th. It is a victory Monday. That's right, Giant fans. New York Giants won their first game of the Joe Judge era, the 2020 season, a 20 to 19 close one over the Washington football team, a game that Probably should have gone into overtime, except the Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera, after his team scored the potentially game-tying touchdown, decided to go for it on the uh, two-point conversion that failed, that gave the Giants the victory that they needed and some much-needed momentum. And we're going to break all that down on today's show. But first, I want to give a update real quick on wide receiver C.J. Board, who, uh, for those who don't know, C.J. Board took a really vicious hit in the game on Sunday. And um, for a while, he just lay motionless on the turf. It was thought that maybe he suffered a neck or spinal injury. Uh, when the medical team came out, they basically had to take his face mask off and they did everything they could to, to gently move him uh, to the cart you know, keep him stabilized so that, you know, he doesn't move that head. And he later went to the hospital. The good news, and I, I use that kind of loosely because a concussion is never really a good piece of good news, but the good news is, is CJ Board did not suffer 
a neck injury. He did suffer a concussion, which is certainly serious. I don't want to downplay the seriousness of that. But he was released from the hospital, and um, now he's just going to get an opportunity to rest up. He probably will not play Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles, leaving the Giants somewhat short in that game. Right now, they're they're a little thin at receivers. I don't think necessarily that Sterling Shepard is going to be ready for Thursday night. I think Sterling Shepard will probably be be ready for Monday night, the following Monday night's game when the Giants host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, some good news that um, CJ Board did not suffer a neck injury or a spinal injury. A concussion, again, is is serious, but, um, you know, he, I think he's going to be okay. At least I hope he's going to be okay, and, and good luck to that young man. All right, Giant fans, uh, let's talk a little bit about this game. And um, I think we have to start with the play of the defense. The Giants' defense, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. At the start of the season, I had my doubts about this unit. I said, okay, they've got a lot of young players. They've got a lot of new faces. You know, Patrick Graham, I wasn't really sure what he would bring to the table because, again, last year when he was with Miami, it was – it was hard to tell what was his uh, and what was um, Brian Flores' scheme. But I got to give props to the Giants' defense. They are playing really, really well. And one example that really stood out to me that just tells you how well this this defense is being coached and how well they're being taught and how well the players are listening and, and, and just responding was on that two-point play. After the game, cornerback uh, James Bradbury was asked about something that, that uh, head coach Joe Judge had said in his post-game conference, which is that the p- play that they executed on that two-point conversion was actually installed Friday. And, you know, you would think that, okay, if a play's installed that morning, that, that a bunch of professionals would be able to to run it. But they just installed it. And sometimes those plays can be a little bit, you know, tricky to run. But kudos to the giant defensive players. They not only ran it to perfection, they ex- the execution was just spot on. But to grasp it that quickly just kind of, I think, exemplifies how well these coaches are teaching these guys. You know, Joe Judge, when he was hired, said he wanted teachers. He got himself teachers. And, you know, I was talking about this actually with a a friend of mine last night in the media. And I said, you know, the good thing about getting teachers is that they know how to reach different guys who have different ways of learning. And so far on that defense, I mean, look, you're not seeing coverage breakdowns like you seem to, like you saw like almost weekly last year and the year before that. You're not seeing missed assignments. You're seeing some smart, solid play coming from that defense. And, you know, who thought it? Who would have thought it? I mean, that unit is coming along and all the credit in the world to Patrick Graham, to the players, and of course, to the defensive assistant coaches. It's made a difference and it's kept the Giants in in some games, you know, maybe the exception, of course, being the 49ers game. But for the most part, you can't complain really about the, the effort of the defense. 
All right, Giant fans, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, more on the Giants 2019 win over the Washington football team. Stay with us. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we brush it off and blame ourselves, saying things like, oh, I lost my mojo, or we're trying to avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL and complete an online visit. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast, and I want to tell you about my debut book. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants, and I've sought to create a living history of the top men and moments that have made one of the NFL's charter franchises what it is today. Relive the franchise's four Super Bowls. Find out what convinced former general manager Ernie Accorsi that quarterback Eli Manning was indeed the one. Learn about the events that brought the Tisch family into the Giants' ownership floor, and so much more. This 368-page paperback book includes loads of photos and stories of some of the greatest Giants in history as told in their own words. The Big 50, the men and moments that made the New York Giants, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever else books are sold. So pick up your copy today. And if you like it, please give it a five-star review. And thank you so much for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. And we are recapping some of the very many things that took place in the Giants 2019 win over the Washington football team. And... I want to do something a little different in this segment. I want to play an audio clip. See if you can guess who this giant player is. Uh, you know, I took it as motivation. Uh, I love the name. I just wanted to get here and uh, get to work with my team. And uh, my, one of my goals this year was, you know, just help the team in any way I can. And uh, I just thank God, for, you know, just coming to work each each day and going to work with my team. Yes, Giant fans, that is Mr. Irrelevant himself, linebacker Tay Crowder, the last pick in the 2020 draft. And he was commenting on the nickname Mr. Irrelevant and the whole concept behind it. And let me tell you something. I want to talk about this young man because he has just been what I mean, what a fine, you know, for for all the misses that, you know, you can point to and all the mistakes that you can point to that maybe general manager Dave Gettleman has made uh, since coming to the Giants. Got to give him credit for this one. Tay Crowder is a linebacker who now is starting inside. He started alongside of uh, Blake Martinez now for two weeks in a row. And this kid, all right, now, granted, he still has some seasoning he needs to do. He needs to get a little bit bigger uh, because he's still, you know, not as strong and, and, and I guess, physical as you'd like to see an inside linebacker. That will come. But what this kid has is 
instincts and you saw it several times on the field. You also saw his alertness in scooping up a ball that was knocked loose by Kyler Fackrell and Tay Crowder picked that ball up, returned it 43 yards for the Giants, um, for a Giants touchdown in the fourth quarter. And uh, let's see, at the time, that broke a 13-13 tie, gave the Giants a 20-13 lead, basically put the Giants in the lead to stay. And Tay Crowder has just been really a nice find for the Giants. And I'm going to uh, read you a section from Inside Football. Inside Football is a publication I also write for. And uh, we do, what we do is with Inside Football is we break down every every week uh, the performance of each player, a significant player. And we just kind of give you from an X's and O's perspective, a technique perspective and so forth. So let me go ahead and read you what we wrote for Inside Football about Tay Crowder, who, by the way, is a former running back. He's a converted running back. And uh, you saw it, basically, if you watched him on that, that return, you could see how he, you know, tucked that ball high and just kind of took off with it. And um, all right, so let me just read you a couple of sentences or so from what we uh, wrote. Um, Crowder was pretty much Johnny on the spot all day, finishing with eight total tackles plus a handful of ones that he fell off of. That's something he's going to need to work on, finishing tackles, but that might be more a result of simply building his upper body. Uh, what Crowder doesn't seem to have to work on, though, is his play recognition, gap discipline, explosion to the ball, and his physicality. He's always taking good angles and can run from his si- for his size. The organization has found a keeper in this kid, the final pick of the 2020 draft, who's filling a big role on this improving defense. Value-wise, he could be the organization's best overall 2020 draft pick, and isn't that saying something? Absolutely. I totally agree with that assessment, which was written by the lovely and talented Bob Folger, who does the linebackers for Inside Football. Uh, Tay Crowder just has those intangibles that you can't teach. And isn't it about time the Giants finally had some linebackers that were decent after seemingly years of not having uh, linebackers who, who really could, I guess, play their way out of a paper sack? So this has been a really wonderful find for the Giants. Not just Tate Crowder, but, you know, Blake Martinez, a guy who some people had some doubts about when they brought him over. David Mayo, who can play the run. Um, Cam Brown, a rookie draft pick, the six-round pick. Uh, Carter Coughlin got some snaps yesterday. So just a lot of, you know, positive stuff coming from the Giants linebacker core. Okay. Um the other, I'm going to flip the switch here. I want to talk a little bit about the offense, and specifically I want to talk about the offensive tackles because I'm sure a lot of people have questions about that. You know, what did I think? Um, what's the story? And so on and so forth. So for those who missed it, Andrew Thomas was benched for the first quarter when um, he was late to a team meeting on Saturday night. So it was a disciplinary move. It was not performance related as was initially thought. And we didn't find out about that until after the game when, when obviously we got head coach Joe judge, Matt Pert played in Thomas's place at, at left tackle. And 
what's interesting about Matt Hurt, who basically he he rotated snaps with Andrew Thomas. They both played three series a piece, but Hurt uh, obviously got a few more snaps. I think he got four more snaps than what Thomas got at left tackle. Watching Pert, the first thing that stands out about him is his size and how well he uses that size to swallow up defenders. I think the kid's something like six foot five t- inches tall. And he just, when I look at him, he reminds me a lot of Roman Oban, who was an offensive tackle for this team back around, you know, the, the late 1990s, early 2000s. And Roman Oban had that wide wingspan, and he just used to swallow guys up that tried to, you know, come at him. And that's what I see from Parrot. He just, he swallows guys up. And I just thought when he was in there at left tackle, that edge was probably kept as clean as I can recall it ever being kept this year. And I'm not trying to knock Andrew Thomas, um, Edge of Thomas is a rookie, obviously, like Parrot, a first-round draft pick. But I just wonder, you know, after watching that that display and watching Andrew Thomas, you, you know, you almost wonder if perhaps the Giants maybe were planning on him playing right tackle initially. You know, the plan, of course, getting thrown out the window when Nate Solder opted out because of COVID concerns. And it does take some time, obviously, if you've been working primarily at right tackle um, to make the switch back and forth because it's just new hand placement, new first step and everything. And even though Andrew Thomas played left tackle at Georgia, you wonder if he maybe did a lot of his training at right tackle and now he's got to go back. You know, you would think that, oh, you know, you go back, it's like riding a bicycle, you don't forget. But that hasn't been the case for some reason. He's struggled with consistency. I mean, there's been more good than bad in this game, but he's just not there yet in terms of, you know, first-round draft pick. You know, you would expect an impact player. Just not there yet. And, again, at Inside Football, one of the things that we wrote about is, wouldn't it be something if the coaches said, you know what, let's try Parrot at left tackle and move Thomas to right tackle and see how that doesn't work out. And I find that pretty intriguing. Um, I I think it could work, actually. You know, the last thing this coaching staff wants to do, and I I think the last thing they will do, is try to force a square peg into a round hole. We have seen the Giants coaching staff not be afraid to make moves and pull guys that, you know, just weren't performing at, at a specific position. So I'm just wondering... It maybe that's down the um, down the horizon, especially considering how well Parrot played. I mean, I would say next to Nick Gates at center, Parrot was probably the Giants' best offensive lineman yesterday. All right, Giant fans, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, a little bit more about the Giants' 2019 win over Washington. Stay with us. Have you tried the all-new and improved Built Bar? If not, you're missing out on one of the industry's healthiest and tastiest snack treats that's loaded with protein and low on sugar. With 18 different flavors, including nut and non-nut variety, you'll enjoy healthy snacks covered in 100% chocolate that's soft and easy to chew and, most importantly, 
great for the health conscious. Built Bars are great for folks on the keto diet and include protein and fiber nutrients you need without the exorbitant calories. And use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your next purchase. Visit BuiltBar.com to check out their amazing offering of flavors and put your customized box together. And don't forget, use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to save $10 off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants segment three. Patricia trying to hear with you. And we are on a victory Monday, Giants 2019 over Washington football team. And I want to spend this last segment. Um, actually, I should have done this in the first segment, but I'm going to do it now. The reactions to the football team, uh, the Giants football team's win over Washington, you know, I saw last night on on my Twitter feed, some people were kind of uh, indifferent, if you will, to the win, basically saying, you know, oh, you know, the Giants won the game ugly, that, you know, Washington should have won it, that, you know, it, it was it was almost like a lot of disparaging remarks made about the way the Giants won. And at the end of the day, yes, you could say that, you know, the Giants made fewer mistakes than the Washington football team. And, you know, that enabled them to come out on top. But basically, that's how a lot of football games end. The team that makes the fewest mistakes win. But for those who are kind of poo-pooing this win, I'm going to... I have to say, I agree with the great Carl Banks. He On the post-game show, he called this a character win. And this was a team that really needed this win. And, you know, let's forget about for a moment how they got it and how it pretty it looked or how ugly it looked or whatever. This is a team that has been busting its hump since training camp. Every week, you know, they've been pouring their heart and soul into things. And, you know, all it's been taking really is a, is a you know, a mistake here, a mistake there. And it, it just... The work they're putting on the field hasn't transferred over to the to game day. And we first started seeing the Giants kind of turn around. I think the turning point for them in the season, um, if, if we're being optimistic, was that San Francisco game when they basically got blown out and embarrassed. The following week, they came back full of resolve. They came pretty close to beating the Rams. Again, I think the reason why they lost to the Rams was more because the Giants beat themselves than the other way around. Then, of course, in Dallas, they came oh so close to beating the Cowboys. Again, because the Giants made mistakes that cost themselves the game. This week, they beat Washington. You know, the mistakes didn't hurt them. And they were finally able to reap the rewards of their efforts. And I think that's very important because if you think about it, put yourself in in the place of the Giants for a second. You spend all week preparing and studying and, you know, practicing and doing everything possible. And then comes your big test on Sunday. And you go out there and all that prep work you did, all that studying you did, oh, yeah, I got it. This, this, you know, I should be fine. You go out there and now, boom, you fall flat on your face. It's kind of like taking a test, you know, when you were in school, taking a test, you know, you studied your butt off and then you go and you take the test and then your grade isn't quite what you were looking for. Well, 
the Giants this week, you know, the grade might not have been in, you know, an A plus uh, type of grade, but it was a passing grade. It was good enough to get them over the hump. And it's a start for a team that basically has had trouble learning how to win, a team that has struggled to win, a team that needed a confidence boost, you know, so to see tangible results. This was an important win. Now, I have no idea how many wins the Giants will, will have the rest of the year. I really don't. If I'm honest with you, I don't know that they're going to necessarily beat the Eagles because playing down at the link, the link has been a house of horrors for the Giants in recent years. I don't know how they're going to handle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they host them on Monday Night Football in a couple of weeks. I really don't. And I just don't know how many more wins there are in the Giants um, history or, or future, I should say. What I do know is this. They have some momentum going forward. They've seen that, okay, you know, the first, the Rams game, the Cowboys game, we came close, but we didn't quite get over the hump. Now we finally got over the hump, even though it was a close, you know, a close call. So I fully expect the coaching staff this week to really harp on that. It is a short week, but you know what? You take motivation wherever it comes from. And you've got to look at what happened with the with the Giants in, in their game against Washington as motivation. Again, even though... It wasn't a pretty win. A win is a win, and the Giants will take it. I think a lot of fans will take it as well. And, you know, you just got to build on it now. So, all right, Giant fans, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Giants. Make sure you keep it here. We're going to have an expedited schedule this week. Uh, We will have the crossover show, I believe, is going to be Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, of course, is the game. Tomorrow, um, still deciding what I'm going to do for Tuesday's show. And then don't forget, Friday, we will have the, uh, the ask, you know, the Twitter mailbag. So you guys know the routine for that. Send them to locked on giants podcast at gmail.com or you can respond to the tweet that I put up or just, you know, tag them, ask P train and make sure you mention that it is for the podcast and I'll make sure I get them into the weekly mailbag. So until then, have a great one and we'll talk soon.